Welcome to this archived LDN Research Trust conference presentation. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, my name is Richard Nahas, and I'm here to tell you about blockages, which are perhaps the most important unknown cause of disease in medicine. And I think blockages are extremely important for anyone with a health problem to know about because they help answer a fundamental question that medicine doesn't have an answer to in most cases. And that is, how did your illness begin and why did it persist? So I was first introduced to blockages uh, about a decade ago and the day after my first workshop uh, that related to the subject, I saw Peter. And this was a 63-year-old gentleman who was referred to me by his family physician to help manage chronic low back pain that began about a day after his prostate was removed. He had a scar in his abdomen. And he was told his pain would subside a few days after his discharge. And seven years later, uh, several specialists and therapists later, seven drugs later, he was still suffering. So I injected his scar with procaine, and his pain was instantly gone. Now, his pain was in his back, but his scar was in his abdomen. Uh, his pain was gone for three weeks. And a month later, I gave him a second injection, and I didn't see him again until Christmas, when he and his wife came to my office to drop off a Christmas basket. Now, the key to understanding how this could have happened is collagen. And collagen is a tiny fiber that makes up most of the tissues in your body. And we will see how collagen is moving energy. So some pictures of collagen will show you how this tiny thin fiber, which we recognize in the meat that we eat because it's present in animals too, is woven into the fabric of every tissue. Here it is in the rib cage. Here it is holding the femur and the tibia together in the knee. Collagen wraps around the bone uh, of every part of your body, making up what's called the periosteum. It ensheaths the neurovascular bundles that hold the arteries, the nerves, the veins, the lymphatic structures. There is collagen in the fascia and the connective tissue that holds the intestines together and holds them in place in the abdomen. There is collagen lining the lungs holding the lobes of different organs together. There is collagen in the 
connective tissue that holds the hemispheres of the brain in place and separates the cerebrum from the cerebellum. This is what it looks like when held into the light. This is what collagen fibers look like when examined uh, very closely. You can see a very shiny, linear, organized pattern. You can see how collagen fibers are uh, overlapping in different planes to create tensile strength in connective tissue. And you can see how collagen up close is very clear. And uh, this clarity reflects its structure at a molecular level. So what we are talking about is type 1 collagen, which is actually the most important abundant protein in the body. Uh, more than 90% of all your collagen is type 1 collagen. And as you'll see here, each unit is made of three strings wound into a long triple helix that is exactly 1.5 by 300 nanometers in length. This is a repeating structure. And type 1 collagen makes up the bones, the teeth, the eyes, the tendons, the ligaments, the cartilage, the fascia, virtually all of the structures that make up your body. Now, three individual fibrils are woven into a pro-collagen strand that is snipped at both ends to make tropocollagen. And these tropocollagen fibrils are aligned in a regular repeating pattern so that they form a perfectly regular crystal structure. Now, I use the word crystal because in 1964 it was demonstrated that collagen is a piezoelectric crystal. What this means is that collagen has electrical properties that all crystals share. Now piezoelectricity is a property of collagen that is the key to its function and how it can trigger blockages. Uh, piezoelectricity means that when a crystal with piezoelectricity is exposed to an electrical field, it starts to vibrate. And conversely, when a piezoelectric crystal is compressed or squeezed, it generates an electric field. And piezoelectric crystals were used in World War I for the first time as uh, resonators to uh, enable sonar. And the first piezoelectric crystals were made of salt. This is an image of salt crystals. But quartz soon replaced the salt 
And for many decades, most piezoelectric crystals in watches and lighters and microphones and speakers and many of the electrical components of our modern world were made of. Today there are new elements that are used to make piezoelectric crystals, but the fact that collagen is piezoelectric is the reason that bone is piezoelectric. And that means that uh, bone is sensitive to electromagnetic fields in the same way that it is sensitive to compression. And uh, in the field of orthopedics, it has long been recognized that bone responds to compressive forces, but it wasn't known how. Uh, so collagen turns out to be an extremely important but overlooked molecule because collagen turns electricity into vibrations and vibrations into electricity. And for those of you who have embraced uh, energy medicine as part of the holistic medical approach, it is important to recognize that, yes, there is a field around the body, uh, but that collagen is an important contributor to that field because that field is not just electromagnetic, it is also vibrational, meaning sound waves, mechanical waves that are produced by collagen in response to the electrical impulses of the heart, the brain, the nerves, and the entire nervous system. So fascia, which is what collagen produces, is part of the nervous system. And this leads us into very interesting directions because these fascial planes have long been recognized as long strips of tissue that extend from the head to the toe and exist in several different directions. There's an anterior, a posterior, uh, there are leg chains and arm chains. Uh, you can see on the top left there is a spiral line of fascia. And this is not vibrational woo-woo energy medicine. This is a specific tissue that extends from your toes to your head that is made of a substance that turns electrical impulses into sound waves, mechanical vibrations. And there's been a lot of recent publicity around the discovery of a new organ called the interstitium. Well, the interstitium is all of the tissue that the cells live in, and it is made of connective tissue. So this new organ uh, is a part of the nervous system. And we have long assumed in medicine that fascia holds the body in place, so it provides structural support. But this new understanding that collagen is piezoelectric suggests that this also creates a vibrational component 
to the electrical impulses of the nervous system that can communicate along these long chains in the body. So this brings us back to blockages because blockages anywhere in the system can prevent the flow of vibrations along these fascial planes. And because the connective tissue fibers in fascia are not limited just to one organ or to one muscle, a blockage in connective tissue in the right kidney can be a cause of right knee pain. Similarly, a toxic colon, which can remain after an antibiotic prescription or a bowel surgery or some other cause of imbalance in the digestive tract, can also be a cause of right knee pain. Interestingly, because the nerve roots are coming from the same spinal level, a problem in the left knee can cause pain in the right knee, and so can an old ankle injury. Now, these are concepts that have been known for centuries to traditional Chinese medicine, and this is why acupuncture practitioners can sometimes treat a headache by putting a needle in your foot. The Chinese did not have a tradition of dissection, but they did have a tradition of observation. And this led them to observe the phenomena that could only be explained with what they described as meridians. And these meridians are the, the channels of vibrational flow along the body, the paths of least resistance within the field of manual therapy there's been a growing appreciation of the importance of fascia and now most competent manual therapists whether they're massage therapists or physiotherapists or chiropractors or otherwise target fascia on some level and their goal is to find and treat blockages whether they know it or not blockages were described over a century ago by the, the inventor of chiropractic who called them subluxations. He described them as areas where the flow of subtle energy in the nervous system was impeded. Uh, and they didn't have the language to describe it appropriately then, but they limited their attention to subtle misalignments of bone which in our view now, uh, using a more broader context of connective tissue blockages, can be pulled out of alignment by these restrictions. Osteopaths did not limit themselves to bone. They extended their treatment to all the soft tissues, and they call blockages somatic dysfunction, wherever they occur. Uh, and cranial osteopathy, which is a, an offshoot of osteopathic medicine that was really quite important and remains so, is about realigning the tectonic plates of the bone. This is what I call them because they do move a millimeter or two uh, in distance 
if they are pulled or tugged out of alignment by blockages in connective tissue. And so the way to understand how all of this fits is that these blockages, which can come from uh, wounds or emotional traumas or infections, they can be inherited, they can be due to uh, lifestyle habits, uh, and they can be worsened by exposure to toxins. These uh, blockages are the weight, the W-E-I-G-H-T, that impair the body's ability to heal itself and that lead to all kinds of dysfunction at the cellular level, uh, imbalances in biochemistry that are targeted by functional medicine practitioners and integrative medicine practitioners, which in turn lead to all of the diagnoses, which you see on the right, the irritable bowel, the asthma, the arthritis, uh, depression, anxiety, cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, ADHD, autism. These are a few diagnoses which uh, fall into the category of chronic inflammation and atopy. But we know uh, that there are 150 or more autoimmune diseases and dozens of cancers which are all related to dysfunction of the immune system. This is what all of these diseases have in common. And this is what LDN essentially targets. So this is why it's important to understand that blockages can be the root cause of the dysfunction that LDN treats. What do we mean by wounds? So any physical injury can be a wound. This includes fractures, lacerations, ligament strains, old infections. It includes dental infections from wisdom teeth or root canals. It includes surgical scars, no matter how big or small, whether it's a large scar from a broken hip or an abdominal surgery or simply a tonsillectomy or a toenail resection. And this can be related to chronic post-operative pain. Even minor traumas like animal bites or insect stings, punctured uh, feet from a nail, burns, concussions, these can all cause blockages uh, by creating scar tissue in the connective tissue made of collagen and preventing the flow of vibration in the long chains of fascia that the Chinese called acupuncture channels. Um, this is a diagram of the mouth as described by the dentists who number teeth. Uh, and it's important to recognize that old dental injuries can create pockets of infection, they can create areas of impaired blood supply, which can be silent on x-rays and sometimes even on cone beam CT scans, and can be worsened by allergy to dental materials and can cause malocclusion and TMJ dysfunction. Even uh, an aggressive orthodontic treatment where your braces are tugged and tightened, leaving you sore for three or four days, can lead to micro tears in the periodontal ligaments that hold the teeth into the jaw bones, and these can create blockages. And this is a diagram used by holistic practitioners to show how each of the teeth is linked to a different acupuncture channel in the body, because those long 
fibers of fascia are actually continuous with the mandible and the maxilla. Emotional traumas can also trigger blockages because they create a shock to the nervous system. Uh, and these emotional traumas can come from uh, specific people so that every time you see a person who has caused you distress in the past, your blockages tighten up and uh, trigger a stress response. Uh, but they can also occur during traumatic events, whether it's an event of injury or abuse or neglect, violence or fear. And sometimes uh, we can be our own source of emotional trauma if we're burdened with negative thoughts, negative emotions that tighten up the tissues in our body and trigger our blockages every time we think and feel them. Uh, infections can trigger blockages in the organs that are infected. Of course, we do recover from infections, but there's a difference between a 100% recovery of a tissue and 95% recovery of that tissue. You may not feel symptoms after an acute infection, but that tissue can remain less vital for the long term and make you prone to recurrent infections in that area. Whether it's your sinuses, your throat, your ears, your lungs, your bladder, your prostate, your vagina, your intestines, and this can be due to any type of microbe. Now this is a very interesting subject, uh, somewhat uh, cutting edge, but definitely scientifically valid. Uh, at McGill University in uh, my country of Canada, they have done research that shows that the DNA of Holocaust survivors uh, can be altered in ways that can be seen in their grandchildren. And uh, this can turn genes on and off in ways that can affect how the immune system works. And so this is how something that happens to you in your lifetime can actually be passed on to your children. And this was the notion uh, put forward by Lamarck in the 19th century, which was dismissed with Mendelian genetics, uh, but which is now becoming uh, increasingly relevant in this emerging field of epigenetics. Of course, what you do every day can affect where you develop blockages and how likely they are to occur uh, rather than heal. Uh, and that includes what you eat, uh, how much you move, how often you move, whether you expose yourself to repetitive strain, whether you drink enough water, get enough sun, get too much noise or light, whether you're exposed to uh, stressful situations. And of course, toxins in the body can affect the likelihood that blockages will develop. Interestingly, blockages tend to accumulate toxins because they're areas of impaired circulation and lymphatic drainage. And so when I talk about detoxification with my patients, I don't talk about uh, this toxin or that toxin. I talk about sources. So making sure that you're breathing clean air, drinking clean water, eating clean food, using clean cosmetics and uh, self-care products, and that you're minimizing your exposure to potentially harmful electromagnetic fields. 
and that you do what you can to promote detoxification in your body. Uh, now, I'm not going to get into the anti-vaccine debate. It's a very controversial one. Uh, but it's important to recognize that the area that is vaccinated is an injury and that that specific location in the body can develop a blockage. Now, I've treated these areas in many children and adults and seen enough significant responses to have no doubt. And a vaccination is interesting because not only is it a physical injury, but it's also an infectious injury because we do introduce microbes, sometimes dead, sometimes alive. We do introduce toxins. Uh, in this modern day, it's usually aluminum as the adjuvant, but it used to be thimerosal and other things as the preservative. And in many cases, it's an emotional trauma, particularly for children who are old enough to be afraid of the vaccine that's coming. So to sum it up, these fractures and dislocations, uh, skin wounds and surgical scars, concussions, injuries, bites, burns, emotional traumas, all of these things that have happened to you in your life are areas where your system might be stuck. And so it's inc incredibly important to take stock of where your blockages might be. And you can do this on a piece of paper at home on your own. And you can bring this list to the practitioners that you're currently seeing and tell them that these things may be affecting your health and ask them how they might help. Uh, if your current team of practitioners doesn't have an answer uh, or doesn't have a, a, any interest in pursuing this with you, then you may find others who will. Uh, the only medical treatment for blockages uh, is one that was developed in Germany and it's based on the, treating the autonomic nervous system which is incredibly important in terms of treating blockages. So the German word Störfeld means interference fields and the German discipline of neural therapy is based on treating Störfeld uh, and it's based on the notion that sympathetic nerves of the autonomic nervous system become more irritable if there's a blockage in the area. And these irritable nerves create a different kind of electrical field. They're producing different kinds of electricity. So this is what subtle energy practitioners and Reiki therapists and manual therapists can actually feel whether they're touching the skin or even hovering just above it. They're feeling areas of disturbed electri uh, electricity and disturbed vibration. And these blockages, these areas where the nerves are different, explains why the blood vessels are different, the lymphatic tissue is different, and the ECM, or the extracellular matrix, what we call the interstitium, is different because all of this is controlled by the autonomic nervous system. And a stress response is triggered in a blockage, and that stress response occurs in the autonomic nerves that supply the blocked area. But it's intimately connected with the collagen and the soft tissues in that area. 
So one way that many practitioners who, uh, who are at the cutting edge of the holistic field find blockages is with something called autonomic response testing. And this is about assessing each blockage to see how they affect the autonomic nervous system. Most muscle testers assess changes in muscle strength because when you trigger a stress response in the autonomic nervous system, it makes it harder for the brain to focus on resisting a muscle contraction. Some practitioners look for changes in the pulse because a stress response changes vascular tone. Others look for changes in skin conductance using machines called electroacupuncture according to Vol or EAV testing. Now keep in mind that none of this is considered evidence-based medicine. This is all on the cutting edge of what's called integrative medicine or holistic medicine. And uh, most physicians uh, not only know nothing about this, but are extremely reluctant to even discuss this. And I am not speaking here as a licensed physician. I am wearing my other hat, which is the uh, innovator's hat. And I'm speaking uh, about my personal experience and some of the ideas that relate to how I have helped patients in the past. The approach that I have used is neural therapy, which involves using procaine, a local anesthetic, to inject scars and other types of trauma, uh, tissues that are disturbed. And uh, neural therapy is one of many modalities that targets blockages. Uh, blockages can also be targeted for self-care, applying a drop of essential oil on a, a blockage, uh, massaging a blockage. Uh, whatever modality you're using can simply be adapted to uh, a blockage to perhaps improve your outcomes uh, and uh, give your care a more rational focus. Mindfulness is an extremely important way to prevent your blockages from being triggered, to keep the autonomic nervous system from being uh, overly irritable and prone to triggering that stress response. Uh, and so in this brief 30-minute introduction, I've introduced a few really key concepts. Of course, this is a very basic overview, but I think the take-home messages are clear. Uh, your previous injuries can create silent blockages in your connective tissue. Uh, blockages are a major root cause of chronic disease and are still unknown to modern medicine. It is worthwhile to document your injury history to identify the potential blockages in you. And you should consider targeting blockages for treatment, whether it's with injections or manual therapy or self-care. And this approach to uh, targeting blockages can trigger healing in all of the diseases that are currently treated with low-dose naltrexone. Good luck and good health. Thank you for listening to this presentation. All past conference presentations can be found on our website, www.ldnresearchtrust.org.